0: Welcome to episode 61 of Enter the Mind podcast, the most real talk, no-nonsense podcast on the empowering of the mind. Today's topic will be moving past guilt, and before we get to that, how is it going this week, Kira?
1: It's, uh, it's going a lot better than it has been, um, I'll tell you that. I feel a little bit more well-rested. Well Um, I feel super cute right now, and I've got a chai latte. So, I mean, cheers. How's it going on your end?
0: Cheers to you. Your life is going pretty well at the moment, sounds like. Uh, Yeah, doing well. I just got back from a run, and I think I reactivated my hockey injury. So, uh, back to some healing for me. Uh, But, yeah, feeling good other than that. So, This is a topic of your choice, and I think you've got a bit of a backstory to it. So uh, I'll pass it to you to kind of give us the context of what made you think about this topic.
1: Okay, I I know that we've talked about letting go of people before on Enter the Mind, but I wanted to touch base on it again because some proof came in. And so, hopefully, this will help you drill into your mind. Uh, for our listeners who are listening, um, awesome peeps, that it can drill into your mind a little bit more um, how truly beneficial it can be for you to let go of somebody in order to heal yourself. And I think that this is really important because throughout my whole life, I've heard people talking about how you know this person is dragging them down and this person is dragging them down and maybe their family members are dragging them down or their grandpa is dragging them down. I don't know. And they're like, but I can't let go of them because you know, they're my family or I can't let go of them because they're so close to me. And I completely disagree with that. Um, it's, it's a popular, popular belief that I completely disagree with because you, if you really love somebody and you really want to help somebody grow, chances are, okay, if you love somebody and you really want to help them grow, but you're not growing with them, then chances are they're not growing with you, which means that you guys need to separate for a little bit, go your own paths. So that way, when you get back together, you both have done some healing and you can have a healthier relationship. Um, and... I guess I'll stop it right there for the intro and um, listen in on your thoughts for what you're thinking so far.
0: So far, I'm thinking that uh, a little bit of space between people can give you perspective and allows you to get a um, maybe a more objective perspective and view it kind of lessens the emotions. Like when you're in the middle of things, it's hard to see the big picture, especially in relationships, which can at times become tumultuous and, and you're, you're just in arguments or in power struggles or whatever, whatever dynamic is going on. And I think space, creating some space and then coming back is, seems therapeutic to me.
1: I think that what you said about, I guess, seeing the bigger picture, I think that that really stuck in my mind right there because it's, um, I think that that's really true. Once you guys have had some time to, you know, sort of separate, you have time to let go of all of that. I loved your hands because it really showed what can happen in a relationship. It's like both people are like this when they want to be like this. But if you just step away, you then can, you know, calm down. And once you both stop like this, you know, you start to be able to come together again. And that's when you see that bigger picture. Um, So I really like what you said there. And I have some lovely news to share. Um, You heard it here first because I will be sharing it on Soul Design Future um, later on this week. But I haven't been talking to my mom for over a year. And um, if you've been listening to most of our podcasts, you would know this because I mention it quite frequently. Um, and going through this hard situation that I've been going through in the past 10 days um, with my house and everything, there was one moment and all of a sudden God just said, call your mother. And I was like, you know, you're right. There's nobody that I could think of that could give me sounder advice than my mom at this moment. So, you know, I gave her a call and, uh, you know, she's like, who's this? I go, it's, it's, uh, it's me, mom. It's Kira. Yeah. <laughs> haven't talked to her in over a year. Um, and she was, wow. wow.
0: That's like a movie yeah. moment.
1: I it's know. A
0: movie. Yeah.
1: It was, it was a movie moment for sure. And, um, you know, and, and she, she gave me the sound advice. She gave me the exact advice that I needed. And, um, you know, she wound up saying that I could come and stay with her. And so I did. And, I've healed. I've healed so much. I've become my own person so much that now I can actually connect with my mom and see her for who she is and um, not get angry at her when she's only being a mother, which are things that I wasn't able to do before because I hadn't grown into my own self. I needed to grow and heal into my own self. And since I took that time Another reason that I left and I left this this person that I love so much is because I wanted her to grow and i've been wanting to leave my my mom since I was eighteen years old, but I never actually left her and healed so when I finally did that, finally, we were now able to talk as re- regular humans from a, from a point of, of open understanding from from no judgment on either part, but from open understanding. And that's something that we've never been able to do and something that I would have never been able to accomplish and we would have never been able to accomplish if I hadn't been so cold-hearted and, and and left her and and denied all of her calls, all of her communication. That This could not have happened unless I healed myself. And she would not be doing so good in her life right now if I had stayed in her life. So I think that this is the main point that I want to address today is that you really just... If you feel like you need to heal and leave somebody, you do it from love. You pray in the meantime, and that person will come back.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I'm wondering if part of it was this um, this sort of phenomenon that I think all of us encounter, which is how do you go from relating to your parents as a child, sort of being told what to do uh, at five years old to, all of a sudden, you're 18. You're a legal adult, and now you're relating to them as adult to adult versus adult who's legally responsible for you and tells you what to do. You see, you see what I mean?
1: Yes, I I really really like that, and I think that that has a lot to do with it too. Um, because I really I really feel that energy right now, like that energy of like. like your mom, whenever your parents see you, I feel like they're always going to see you as that child, you know, no matter what you're their baby, but there comes a point, I think in somebody's mind. And I think that it can happen when you're 15. I think it can happen when you're my age, 24. I think that it can happen when you're 35. I think it all depends on the amount of healing that both parties do. And um, you know, now, since that child mother relationship isn't there now that I am my own person and I understand that she is my mom now I I have that different feeling it's like oh she's not trying to control me and she can't control me because I'm my own person but she's just my mom does that make sense did that apply like co-mingle with what you said about the child parent relationship to like adult adult relationship
0: yeah I think so
1: so what are your thoughts have you ever had any examples of letting somebody go with love maybe like a friend or anything or an object um or a a passion
0: well i think uh i was wondering about that you know with myself and sort of how did i make the transition from childhood to adulthood with my parents and i and i think one, maybe one contributing uh, sort of event was um, going to um, Costa Rica in college because I spent an entire semester there, which is three months away from my family, uh, living with a host family. How oh, old were you? I was 21 or 22. And and that wasn't that wasn't a whole year, but it was still three months, sort of not seeing them and being, uh, you know, distanced from the home. And I think, you know, because now I'm, I'm now my mind is starting to think of, you know, this. I, I see two aspects to this, right? I don't want to distract from the fact that you're saying there's a lot of sort of. Uh, psychology mental health stuff of of like you guys needed to heal and work on yourselves and stuff Um, but then there's also this developmental piece of um, becoming an adult which I think I think both of them are present here Um, so while yes we do need some sort of rite of passage in our society of you know going from childhood to adulthood. And I think for the majority of young people in the United States, maybe that's like going off to school, going off to college is sort of that, you know, that, um, that period. But, but I think that's a little bit of a distraction from the main core issue that we're discussing, which is really the feeling aspect, the emotional aspect of knowing when you need to heal from somebody, which that could happen at any age, that could happen when you're 45 years old, like, and you're in a marriage, like, do you think, do you think like marriages need, need a break sometimes?
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Have you ever seen the movie Hall Pass? No. (laughs) It's when the wives give their husbands a, a week Hall Pass, meaning like they're not married. For a week. Um, so it's it's interesting. I, I like the, the points that you've touched on here. And I think that the first one is that I think that definitely for some kids, yes, that point of college is like, okay, I'm separating from my parents. But at the same time, I feel like some kids grasp the fact that, you know, they're their own person now. And then some kids, you know, still go back to their parents after college. So there's something that ticks in one's brain. I think it's in a like a maturity level that peaks in, in a child's brain that, that, that that's when they start to realize that, you know, like these are my parents and I love them, but I am not my parents and they don't control me anymore. And the advice that they give me, I can take what I need and leave what I um, don't, you know, sort of thing instead of having that same mindset where it's like, this is my parent. Um, I am my parent's child. Um, I will listen to my parents. I will, you know, do this and that and that. And like, there comes a point, you know, when you need to understand, because we've talked about this before, the part where, um, and I think that this can happen with friends and relationships as too, uh, too, because when you hang out with somebody all the time, your energies are bound to mix. And if you don't get enough alone time, you're going to wind up, you too are going to wind up, this is going to be your downfall. Um, I've seen it happen in my own friendships where I hang out with a friend every single day and our energies start to mesh and I get sick of her stories. She gets sick of mine. Um, you know, we both want alone time, but we're not giving alone time because we want to be together and it's, it's the downfall of it. And you need to have those boundaries between any relationship that you have. Um, otherwise you're going to need to let them go and you're going to need to take that healing time, which I don't think that anybody wants to do. I don't think that anybody wants to leave somebody that they love for a year.
0: Yeah. What, what was going through your mind a year ago when you first stopped the communication with your mom?
1: Our relationship was really toxic. Um, my mom and I are really close. Um, we, we get each other's brains for the most part. Uh, we're very different people, but our energies are very close in nature. So when we get together, um, you know, we have so much fun. But at that point, I was thinking to myself, you know, I was just like, it's, it's so toxic. Um, there were things that we weren't communicating with each other that we didn't have an open channel to communicate with each other because there was so much of that tension. That was there that you explained earlier. So, what I was feeling at that time was, you know, I love my mom so much and I want to stay, but I can't. It's toxic. It's my downfall. I'm, I'm hurting her and I don't like myself for it. I hate myself for it and I need to leave so that way I can go and love myself. And that was what was going on in my brain. And, and it was a win win situation when I left. It wasn't a, a fuck you, you know, it was a there was a little bit of fuck you, but (laughs) you know, it was mostly, it was out of love. I said, you know, I'm going to go and I'm not going to talk to you for a year. I didn't tell her this, but I said this to myself and I'm going to let you grow. I'm going to let you let go of me and I'm going to let me let go of you. So it's a win-win and we can both grow and come back when God says it's time.
0: I gotcha. So there was, there was some communication about like, Hey, we're not going to, talk for a while because you know we need this it would it was it wasn't like a ghosting where it was like where it was like hey where did kira go haven't heard from her it
1: It, it was a ghost it was a ghost because um you know i've left multiple times before but i've continued to talk to her but this time you know i i left and she thought that i would talk to her again and i didn't um, so it was definitely like a ghost and it was out of the blue. Um, but sometimes it needs to be like that. And I think that that's one of the hardest decisions that anybody has to make in their life because you have to make it on your own. You know, obviously that person isn't in on it with you. You, you need to make this decision alone and you need to make it with your heart. Um, because when you make it with your heart and you leave this person with love or this passion with love, it's like, um, it's like, a you know, say somebody wanted to be an actor since they were a little kid. And, you know, they were trying, 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 trying and fucking failing, failing, failing. So at the age of 21, they got a job as a, as a, let's see, as the barback. I don't know. But they got this job and it was working out for them. You know, they're living their life. Next thing you know, 10 years later, their passion comes back and they're, they're a big time actor. You know, so Sometimes I think that what I really just am trying to get across is if you really, really, really love something, but it's getting toxic, no matter what it is, a person, an object, a passion, um, God, uh, fucking your religion, anything. If it's getting toxic, leave it behind for a little bit with love and, and it will come back if it is meant for you.
0: Yeah. I I think the piece that's key is, um, The, the pure intention piece that um, people yeah, because people might say oh, I don't, you know, it's, it's wrong to leave this person or something, but it's possible to do that while having good intention or pure intention.
1: Yes, I think that pure intention, I think that that right there is the entire key of everything you know if you do something with ill intention chances are it probably won't come back you know but if you if you think about something and you make that decision with your heart then it'll come back every single time most of the time um, you know but yeah no is there is there anything that you have let go of and, it, and it's come back
0: That is a good question. Um, Like maybe
1: a book. Like if you found a book like four years ago, you know, and you're like, oh, I want to read that. But it wasn't the right time. And then it came back four years later at the right time. You know, something like that.
0: Possibly. I was going to say um, relationships, uh, actually, or dating where... um, Trying to think if I have any toxic things going on. I don't, seems like I have kind of like a low tolerance for toxicity. So I usually don't let it persist for very long. Uh, but I certainly have had situations where I stopped talking to a girl for one reason or another. And uh, sometimes because it was, you know, not healthy, um, it wasn't a healthy exchange of energy and, uh, you know, and then they came back, you know, a year later or something. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, so I can see, I can see there's some, um, benefits to it and then uh, kind of the distinction that it's in my mind is like sort of intentional and methodical versus sort of like desperation act doing it out of desperation distress like like hey because i can see people might be in might be in either one of one of either categories right like they might be in some sort of like all right i need to get out this is really bad something really bad's going to happen if i if i stay in this toxic relationship so it's almost like a situation of desperation and then there's probably other people in situations where it's like you know it really could be better um, maybe we should t- take a week vacation on uh, separate vacations or something, or maybe I should go live with a friend for a month or, and, and that's of a different nature, but I feel like they're both underneath the same umbrella of like getting distance in your relationship. What do you think?
1: I think that I really like, um, that you said intentional and methodical, as opposed to like desperation because i think that that's you know like a lot with life it's like um when you're dating somebody new right and uh maybe they haven't answered your text in 2 days uh maybe they haven't texted you in 2 days you know so out of desperation or you know out of insecurity you text them and you're like hey what's up you know and then they feel your energy right but if you were to text them with intentional you know like a heart you're like like I kind of miss them, you know, and you decide with your heart that you're going to send them a text, then chances are it's going to end up in your favor. So I think that the, the, the key lesson within today's podcast episode is, um, is to do things intentionally and methodically uh, as opposed to desperation and, you know, like quick, like quick, 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 like impatience, you know?
0: right because then it's reactive
1: uh you know and of course Mm -hmm. i'm sure
0: there's some situations
1: Mm -hmm. it's really good go ahead
0: share what's on your mind
1: because you think that when it's reactive it doesn't really stick right and it doesn't really work it's like um when somebody is trying to shed weight you know and they're so freaking upset about their body that you know they react to it and they're like I'm eating salads for the next 30 days, you know, but it doesn't stick because they reacted instead of intentionally forming a method.
0: kind of like playing chess, I guess, Uh, just kind of thinking of it in, in the way of like, this is a strategic move that I really, deep down, I think this will help the relationship versus acting out of insecurity and be like, you know, what, they insulted me again, you know, forget them, you know, like, which is, that's come, that comes from a place of, uh, ego and insecurity and, um, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the difference as well. Um, uh, the voice in your head, you know, so it's like what you said, you know, it was like, oh, like they insulted me again, like, eh you know or it could be like they insulted me again you know it's like there are two different feelings that if feelings and voices that come in your head when you're doing something reactive and when you're doing something like intentionally and heart-based um so I think that that's amazing as well
0: yeah um it made me think of, um, you know, since we're nearing the end here uh, of a power question for the topic and you're welcome to add one as well, if you have one, but um, you know, this question just came to mind of sort of asking yourself, how would I, would I still take this action I'm about to take if I were, if I were fully aligned in my energies like all my chakras if i was fully aligned and if i was not if if i was not reactive if i'm not having a knee jerk response to defend my ego if i'm just totally emotionally calm cool controlled and secure in myself what action would i be taking right now i think that's a powerful question
1: i think that that's a really powerful question yeah yeah that's an amazing question and I think that that's um something really really good as well and I think that for a power question I think that um I'll rephrase it as well so our listeners can have two different uh like phrases of it um so also as well um how would I handle this situation if I were completely capable of handling this situation and how how would I handle this situation if I believed myself to be completely capable of handling this situation? So I think that that's another. Uh, those are great power questions for the day, and I hope that it's going to get our listeners really thinking. Um, yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah. On that note, I think that we did it for today, and uh, we opened up a really good topic for people to discuss. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, feel free to add your own stories, comments, uh, lessons to the comments section below. And if you're listening on podcast, um, then please, uh, if this was helpful, uh, write a positive review, share it with your friends, etc., so that we can come back super strong next week with episode 62 and uh, further this goal of really empowering the mind for everybody out there. That being said, thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week.